AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Thursday morning, November the 18th, 2021. It's the Beating the Book podcast Megapod for week number 11 in the National Football League. Gil Alexander, thank you so much for listening. Uh, not just any regular Megapod, although Mikey is here and Todd, Mike Palm, Derek Stevens Conciliary, the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. How you doing, Mikey? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. So excited. This is the show I look forward to the most of course, out of the year. All of us. And Todd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic somewhere outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How you doing, Todd? Hey. Hey, he says. He's keeping it low because the audio is tough. The reason that we're so, so excited is for the uh, second straight year, he has been so generous, kind enough to come on the show uh, on the Megapod to do it with us. And this time in person at the day. <laughs> we know him from, our, from the NFL today, ABC's college football for so many years, the NBA on CBS. Uh, what am I missing? About ten other sports. College but of basketball. Course, very, very, yeah. very, very good college basketball. He did. He right to the end. For goodness' sakes, he's done the Olympics. He's done the U.S. Open. But today, uh, these days, he's not only a founder of the Vegas Stats and Information Network, but he is the radio voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, the great Brent Musburger. Thank you, Brent. Ah, uh, listen. I look forward to it because my ego gets massaged when Gil <laughs> introduces me. You know, I just love this after I get beat up by my wife. I love coming to this show. <laughs> Plus the fact, uh, Todd, I've got to tell you, I'm not doing well in the in the circuit contest. So I thought if I come and if I hang out with Todd and Gil and my friend Mike Palm over here, maybe I can get some winners this week. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, although Todd has the records, and you may feel differently after he tells us what our records are. How did we do last week and what are our season longs, Todd? I'm actually 27 and 23 at Circa Million, which is not that great, but it's not going to but uh, anyways, we're not doing very well, Gilly Ice. 
Uh, Mikey Palm has come back to the pack, though, now. <laughs> with an 0-3 last week, he is now 13-16-1. Gilly Ice is a half a game behind him at 13-17. And, and I am at 12-18, and one and a half games back. In the teasers, though, yeah. I am leading at six and four. Mikey's at five and five, and Gilly is a half game back at five, four, and one. Hey, Gilly, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, was, it has not. Brent oh. just fade us. Brent just fade us. <laughs> but this is—it is a testament to how the NFL yeah. pre-flop it's has crazy. been so difficult this year. I agree. I agree. I mean, I thought for sure that Tampa Bay was a good play because of how they came out of the the bye week a year ago and they got destroyed i mean what two of the first three passes were intercepted on tom brady i mean i was busy getting ready for the debacle that turned out to be the kansas city chiefs i also had a small play on the uh, on my raiders yeah and obviously i'm biased you should never pay attention to me on a raider game but but listen i didn't see that coming i mean that was that was total destruction and the chiefs played maybe their best game of the year if deshaun jackson just keeps running to the pylon that's a different yeah. game though how did you, you call know, that play how did you call that play well, honestly go ahead, go ahead Ted. so why don't you go ahead i'll say why i don't think well uh, obviously you know you watch as he juggles the ball and he and he pulls it in so i had a nice catch going you know i was excited about the catch all right and actually, Lincoln Kennedy, my, my colleague, said, ball's on the ground, and I realized that it had been punched out. So then I wasn't quite sure what had happened, but, you know, I've got the monitor right here, so I watched uh, NBC's coverage. And I thought for a moment that he might have been confused about which direction to It's the to only move. explanation, I, right? Yeah, Scott and I talked about it on the way home, and I said, Scott, is it possible that he forgot? And he said, Dad, I, I'm almost positive that's what happened to him. Because he got turned. All he has to do at that moment is take the straight line. The defender at the angle is going to get him on the ground. He's not going to get in the end zone, even though he's got good speed. Because he's kind of restarting. And the kid coming is moving at full speed. So he's not going to reach the end zone. But he's going to give him great field position. That's the only thing I can. Only thing. It's the weirdest play I've ever seen. Uh, well, I think it was very simple. He was trying to juke the guy who was coming down the sideline at him. The Chiefs guy was going to get him, as Brent just mentioned. I think what he was trying to do was gather himself and juke that last guy coming so he could get in the end zone. And while doing that, he screwed himself. Yeah, and, and the guy had an easy punch Yeah, to get uh, to get the ball out. But <laughs> listen, my favorite play of the week was the offensive lineman grabbing the ball and going oh, uh, uh, two Thursday weeks ago. night. Was, two, it, was yeah. it the Dolphin? Oh, you're right. It was Thursday. Thursday you're night, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Allen, whatever his name was. And... When, when it happened, because I thought maybe they had a tackle eligible, they'd send in an right. extra lineman, yes. you know. I didn't realize, and then suddenly you hear Troy May say he's ineligible. <laughs> you know, and I realized he had to have grabbed the ball back there, and then they showed the full replay, and I, yeah, we've had some. The, but it is hard. Go back to your point, Gil. Uh, it's very hard on the uh, on picking the winners against the numbers. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it's the, tough. The Dolphins play, you're right, is, is not, it was, we laughed our way through that entire play because we all thought it was like, well, he's got it, he's not, he's not eligible. But he, not for one nanosecond, no. cared about it. He's like, this is my moment to shine. I've dreamt of this my entire <laughs> life. He's like, have you ever coached flag football? It's the 11-year-old kid that comes yeah. up to you and says, coach, can I go out for a pass once? That was him on that play. The post-game interview with him on the NFL Network was outstanding. He was a high school tight end, oh. okay? And he had a great 
uh, self-deprecating sense of humor about it, you know. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed uh, watching him in that play. Yeah, but we, Deshaun Jackson, now hopefully he steps up against Cincinnati yeah. and gives us a little bit of a deep threat. Well, before we get to our picks, sure. we want to get Mikey's survivor because the survivor is the most incredible thing going. Can I just ask you one sure. sort of broad question? Because as, you know, amongst a team 3,000 miles yeah. away and, and a decade ago, uh, obviously there's the horrible Henry Ruggs tragedy where a young lady lost her life. Right. Uh, and now you have, uh, what's the third one? I'm already forgetting the third uh, big thing. in the Damon office. Arnett. Damon Arnett, yeah. correct. Brandishing and making threats with weapons. What? Uh, I mean, how much do you get into that on your broadcast at all? Well, we mentioned it, certainly the the, uh, the game after Ruggs, which coming out of the bye was at the New York Giants. So what I've always felt, Gil, is when you're doing games and you have a situation like that, cover it at the top of the broadcast and then move on. Yeah. Because you've got the game in front of you. Because you don't want to not acknowledge no, it. No, you, you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. I mean, it was so, it was so damaging. And, uh, of course, we'd had a couple of weeks after Gruden had been forced out. But now when you look back, as I look back on the sequence of events, okay, and there are three very different separate events, one of them obviously the tragedy with the young lady losing her life, the demise of the Raiders right now, in my opinion, is attributable to the ouster of John Gruden. This is clearly John Gruden's offense, and he is the one who makes the changes, who made the changes during the game. Darren Waller was open when Gruden was a head coach because he orchestrates tight ends to get open. He uses three at a time. Now, I'm not putting Coach Olson down, but the creative mind behind this offense and the improvement of Derek Carr clearly was attributable to John Gruden. Okay, so that now we've got that. And they had plugged rugs in as a deep threat. Now, he didn't catch a lot of passes, but the defense always had to be aware. Yeah. And frequently, they would put their best corner on him, okay, or the fastest uh, to stick with him. And that clears out things for stuff to happen underneath. That's why Deshaun Jackson could be so happy. Damon Arnett should have never been drafted, okay? He was trouble from the get-go. I think he wrecked six cars in this town, I think. There's some, Jeez, that's uh, all. Something. So let me, let me say this about John Gruden. As an offensive guru, he gets an A to an A+. Plus. He knows what he's doing. As a director of player personnel, he gets an F. Okay? And that's why, in my opinion, ownership of any team in this league, even though these guys and their agents are going to say, oh, he's got to have control of the player, never give it to a coach. They're two separate jobs, and they're two very difficult jobs. Okay? In fact, let's look at Andy Reid, one of the best best coaches in the league, right? You pay attention to player personnel. They went out and remade the offensive line. I'm sure they asked him, what do you think if we pick up Brown from the Ravens we have to give up our number one draft choice? Andy, what do you think? And he approved go ahead and making that move. But it was the guys in the front office who decided which of those players. And so they lose their first one. And then in the draft, they get a center and a right guard. They've got two rookies on that offensive line. They're both outstanding. The, the youngster who's the center for the Chiefs, one of the highest-rated centers in the league right now, and he's only a rookie and was not a first-round draft choice. The Raiders, they trade Khalil Mack. They trade Amari Cooper. And 
they have failed to replace them with their first-round draft choices. So yeah, that's how I look at it. I guess Jimmy Johnson might be the only example of a, a GM slash coach that ever worked. Yeah, and, um, and that was a unique that was a Walker. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and made made the big move with uh, with the Vikings. But believe me, Jerry Jones had had a word in who they were going to pick. I'm okay, sure. okay. Let, I'm let, sure. let me tell you that those two egos, okay, were huge, huge. But they complemented each other very well. Mikey, uh, at this time of the show, we always like to get, uh, before we get our best bets, a Circus Survivor update. The carnage has been unbelievable, and I even did a deep dive myself. First seven weeks of the season, no underdog of seven and a half or more had won a single football game. So you went from 41.80 to 21.31. In these last 15 days of football, three weeks worth, We've gone from 2131 to 173. Wow. That's correct. It's phenomenal. Now, you remember last year there was the argument, well, 35 people went 18 and 0, right? Mm -hmm. We said, are the rules strict enough? I mean, if we get four times as many people, is there going to be 150 people? Or was it an aberration that the Jaguars and the Jets, you could almost rotate going against them every week? Except obviously with the Rams, that what that fateful week, right? I mean, but yeah. people use that, right? So I said to Jeff Benson, um, it'd be interesting to know with 1380, where were we after week 10 last year? We had 88 left, so we have double that now, 173. But we have three three times as many players, so the attrition rate is higher this year after 10 weeks. 4.3 percent is left versus 6.2 percent last year uh, in the survivor. And it's more difficult because you have those two three-game windows, and not just those windows, but then the Sunday that follows is a shortened week, right, because those three games are out of it. So Thanksgiving and Christmas will be interesting. Now, people, right, people said save Dallas, save Dallas, save Dallas for Thanksgiving. But, I mean, half the people that advanced last week used Dallas. One right? guy one guy who had the right? full six yeah. used three Dallas, yeah. and he already had used Buffalo. Yeah, so. So there's, there's 173 left, and the best we can tell, three people have three entries left. Two have 18 left, and everybody else seems to have one, Single. we think. It's yeah. amazing. You guys did an awesome job. Only eight of the 173 have the Colts left, which really you should have used the Colts last week, last week if you still had them left. I don't think you could use them again, right? You're not using them against the Cardinals. Everybody has Tennessee. I think Tennessee at home to San Francisco the Thursday before Christmas will be a really popular play of yeah. those that are left in it. And, pro and, and Dallas still, but do you take a shot with, with uh, Justin Fields and the Bears on Thanksgiving if you don't have Dallas left. I, I mean, I don't know. Thanksgiving, 170 <laughs> have New Orleans left. 170 uh -huh. have Las Vegas left. 172 have Chicago. Everybody has Detroit. Yeah. So Thanksgiving's going to be interesting. But you're right. The Sunday after Thanksgiving, Ooh. carnage. <laughs> Are you still in it? Yep. No, I lost on the Bills losing to the Jaguars. Oh, mercy. And you brought up the Colts. By the way, I would have lost twice since then, too, so I can't get too upset anymore. <laughs> I would have lost on Baltimore. I would have lost on Pittsburgh. Um, the Colts, and I, this is not scientific at all, but if, I'm, if someone asked me, who do you think was the key team as to when they were used, I think it's the Colts. Because for those of us who used them early, they became a non-option later. And it's the people that just timed it luckily that way with the Colts, avoided all the all the... The wreckage, you know. All right, best bets because Mike has a show to do. It's called Odds On. I want to ask you, what, what did you think of Bill Parcells as the GM coach when he was with the Jets? I thought he might have been the most successful true GM coach. I mean, he, he, 
He took yeah. him to the championship game. Well, the exception proves the rule. Yeah. But I would never give I would never no. give a head coach um, because it's clear that what they do is they go to the Alabamas and the Clemsons. They go to the marquee programs. But if you look at the rosters of the most successful teams in the NFL, it's quite clear that they don't look at the power teams in college football. I mean, you, you can go to small schools and find youngsters who wind up being terrific players for you. Now, quarterbacks wind up in the first round being highly political. And when I say that, I mean ownership always likes to get their fingers into it. That first round tends to be a lot of pressure uh, from, from the ownership group. I want to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. It was clear to me that when they made that trade to move up to number three, they clearly had their eyes on Mac Jones. There was no doubt in my mind. And then suddenly came this public pressure. You've got to have a more athletic quarterback. You've got to have somebody who can run around back there. Okay, if, if you want to. That forced them to go for Trey Lance after, after Lawrence and Wilson went one, two, okay? And now, if we were to grade the five quarterbacks who went in the first round, Mac Jones is in a different league. Okay, he's clearly the most... He's even better than Trevor Lawrence. Now, Lawrence may catch him down the stretch where his Jaguars get better. But right now, if you were to choose one of those five quarterbacks to go out and win a football game for you, you'd choose Mac Jones. Well, Trey Lance yeah, Brent, would have Trey Lance. Lance. Also, think, he, gets to, he gets to go with Belichick. So I think there, oh. there's, there's a, there has to be, of course, I agree with you. Obviously, Mac Jones has been the most successful. But I also think there has to be an adjustment made. If you were to put Trey Lance with Belichick or if you were to put any of the other guys with Belichick, they might have also looked better as well. Because totally I disagree. Coach... Totally disagree with you, okay? Really? What do you Why do with that? Cam Newton? Okay, well. Belichick's not a quarterback coach. Okay? okay. He's a great defensive coach. Uh, took a year off and let Tom Brady win a Super Bowl someplace else. Uh, so, no, it's Mac Jones who, who's the most accurate of the five. And Belichick's not out there throwing a football. No, I, I agree Mac Jones has been the best. I just think you also have to adjust the head coach as part of the situation. It's not just quarterback. No, I, okay. I, I, I would agree with that. But we were just talking about flat out the five quarterbacks. At 12, though, they could have gotten Mac Jones at 12 if that's who they wanted. They didn't need to go up to trade up to get Mac Jones, right? Or do you think it goes differently And if, if... Well, that was the part that Lombardi is not. Like, Mike, yeah. our own Michael Lombardi is not sort of... That's the disconnect. It's... The bets during the draft were about what you said, which is, well, they can probably get Mac Jones later. Or 12. So the bets were made because of that thinking, not because people thought Trey Lance was better than Mac Jones. Right? And I think there's a yeah. disconnect in that sort of narrative that we're talking about. You know, By the way, Brett, one other thing. Sure. Didn't Belichick go 11-5 and five with a second stringer from USC named Matt Castle? I believe that was a, one of the greatest head coaching jobs of all time. When, when Brady got injured in the first quarter that season, I believe it's 2008, and then Castle, he went 11-5 and five with a guy who didn't even start in college? No, I would agree with that. Uh, however, I would also say that that was a terrific defense that year. That uh, you, know, you want to talk defense, and I'll talk Belichick, okay? That's his – that's what he features. Oh, agreed. Okay? Agreed. And uh, if you go to the Cleveland Browns era with Belichick, it's a little bit different, okay? Um so the individual himself, the most, the most important thing about any quarterback is accuracy. Accuracy. You must be accurate, and you have very, very small, tight windows. 
Now, I, I listened to somebody, I, I don't know where he was, was comp- uh, listen, well, how, what's all this hype about Mac Jones for? He didn't even throw for 200 yards. And I'm saying, you don't have to throw for a lot of yards to win games in the NFL. you got to get the ball in the end zone, you got to control the clock, and you got to have more points than the opponent. There's a lot of hype about numbers that mean nothing once a game is over. The, t- the two most important things, you must have an accurate quarterback, and you must, you must do something with your possessions. People don't realize you're only going to get the ball 10 times in an average game. That's all you're going to get. The Raiders, okay, they had 10, 10. We've had our last 20 possessions. We've turned the ball over five times. It's 25. You, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't turn the ball over a quarter of your possessions. That's what you must. And so what you need to do, what handicappers need to do, in my opinion, is go back and look at a team's possessions, okay? What did they do during that particular possession? How did it end? Three and out is horrible. It gives the other team more time. Uh, you can't have three and outs, and you can't have turnovers. Can I ask you this question? Sure. Which is worse for your team, to go three and out or to miss a field goal? I think three and out. Okay. To, to your point, Brent, New England, 45 points, right, unanswered against the Browns after they spotted the Browns a 7 to nothing lead this past week. The Browns allowed six touchdowns and one field goal on a grand total of eight Patriots possessions, excluding kneel downs. They only had eight possessions all day. Amazing. Six touchdowns, one field because goal. That's it. Because the Patriots are doing the old school defense and run the ball, and they're keeping the ball away from their, their opponent. That's why I, I took the, the Patriots 41-1 to to win the Super Bowl and 32-1 to to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but that might definitely be eligible later in the season. Last thing also before we get to the bets, the thing about San Francisco, which is also interesting, not only did they draft Trey Lance and are not using him at all, not even in goal line packages anymore, but they drafted Trey Sermon from Ohio State. Everybody, including myself, thought, oh, this is going to be a great Trey Sermon year. They prefer Elijah Mitchell over Trey Simmons. They even put over uh, Trey Sermon. They even put Debo Samuel in the backfield now. And then there's Ayuk, who just by performance doesn't really do. So they have all these draft picks, and they're not even the key to any Niners' success at all. Whatever success they're having. You know, <laughs> my wife's not an expert in any way, so I don't. But she looked at me during the 49er. We were in commercial, and the, and the 49ers were dominating the Rams, as they normally do. And she said, why does everybody say they want to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? And I thought, you know, sometimes someone who doesn't pay attention, yes. but just happens to. And I'm thinking, because he was playing well. They were, they were using him on those mid-range passes, throw quickly. The way you negate a tough defensive line, and believe me, the Rams are tough to deal with, okay? Throw quickly, throw those short, intermediate routes, and keep pounding the ball at them. Kyle keep Shanahan. Pound them at with it. And clinic. It was. It was. Yeah. It was, for someone who was under fire, Shanahan bounced back. But, but if you look at their record within the NFC West, he would like to play the Rams every week, okay? <laughs> because he doesn't do so well against the Seahawks and, and the yeah. Cardinals. Yeah. I, I must point that out. All right, let's do best bets because Michael, uh, Mike Palm hosts a show called Odds On with Amal yeah, Shaw. Talk about Thursday night, usually like the oh, yeah. Any Thursday. thoughts on Thursday night, Brent? Any on tonight's game, New England at Atlanta. New England favored by six and a half or seven in some spots. Yeah, you know. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I would pass maybe an end game if you want to entertain yourself. And I'll tell you why. Uh, the Falcons are coming off a horrible, their worst game of the year. Matt Ryan, maybe Matty Ice's worst game ever. Uh, but it's a short turnaround. It's hard for road teams. It is really hard. Baltimore demonstrated that clearly we all should have been saying, get on the Dolphins because the Ravens were forced into overtime on a Sunday. You've got to travel. You've got to go to South Florida. You're going to have some humidity. Now, I know this is an inside game down in Atlanta, but I, I pass on the side. I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to go against, as Todd pointed out, the Belichick coach team. Um, in this situation, and the Falcons' defense is clearly, clearly subpar this year. Um, you know, the unders, there were 14 teams. I counted up just when you guys were finishing up. Coming up here. There were 14 teams in the National Football League last week that did not score 20 points. Jeez. Think about that. Yeah. So now, if this game was outside, I would say attack the under. Okay, because that's that's where now we should be looking at some of these games. Okay, and I, I've got one in particular when we talk about our our best bets that I that I think the public should look at it long and hard on the under. So uh, so that's why I but I don't have a I don't yeah. I'm not going against the Patriots, but I don't want to give uh, six and a half on this. Game. I'm even scared to tease the Patriots side. Are you doing anything, Mikey? For this? No, nothing. Yeah, I think the Patriots will win, but I won't bet on it. Yeah, Toddy, Todd. I think that in the NFL, if you're going to bet teams that have lost by 30 points against a team that won by 30 points the week before, you're going to lose a lot of money. So I will pass this game because of the fact that the Patriots look so good and the Falcons look so bad, and I don't want any part of taking Matty Ice because that's the only way I would look at this. So I'm off this game. It's not, not bad advice at all. That's an old-school handicapper saying teams yep. never look as good as they do one week or as bad as they look. No, Todd's spot on. Amal yeah. is right uh, also and brings this up. When teams get embarrassed, when yeah. teams get embarrassed like the Falcons did, which was a, a national game, that right. game Atlanta-Dallas, if you can believe that, was a national game last week on Fox. They will come back with a better performance when a professional athlete gets embarrassed. Did that close at 10? Like with a yeah. double-digit? Yeah, nine and a half. Okay. Now, I want to ask you this. Sure. In, in, in hindsight, you said we should have been on Miami. We shouldn't have played Baltimore. Right. But who knew that that field was painted mud? I mean, that field was unplayable. 
and they just blitzed him. He couldn't move. You could just slip in. It was like on ice back there. It took away his mobility. Home field advantage, my yeah, I know, friend. But I'm just Get saying, the groundskeepers on here. You're a baseball guy. Yep, you know what was, gets watered that, down that in front was, of home. That was unbelievable. Okay. Between the hashes, there was no grass there at all. But don't you think, like, two, two of the biggest themes of last week were teams that couldn't get the other team off the field, yeah. right? Washington, oh, Tampa Bay oh, couldn't God get Washington almighty. off. Ten and a half minutes. Rams couldn't get San Francisco <laughs> off. Um, we couldn't get the Chiefs off. Raiders couldn't get the Chiefs off. The, the Chiefs were, were 9 of 15 on third downs, and then they three of them they got on fourth downs. The, uh, but the other one was the book being – you know, scripted now against some of these people. So Miami had 24 plays, 24, where they sent defensive backs in on a blitz against Lamar. And in fact, in one play in the in the uh, mm -hmm. second half, they they sent four, four. defensive backs. Exactly. Four of them. And Emptied it. No answers. Because you've got the coach from Holy Spirit, Absecan. Greg Roman, he's got no business in the NFL, okay? He can go back to New Jersey and coach in Division Three in New Jersey. Oh, hold on now. Roman, Roman's done a good job with Lamar. Let's, let's, come on. Come on, my man. That's he could not adjust. He has a hard time. Well, when they get behind in the playoffs, they get all discombobulated, Brent. We've seen this two years in a row. As soon as they get down two scores, they totally abandon their running game. Yeah, but this year now they have come from behind a couple yeah. times in games. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I agree with that. I yeah. always thought that scenario yeah. about Lamar and, and the Ravens. But I'll tell you, in a couple of games this year, uh, one of them was uh, Colts. Colts on Monday night. Colts. Colts. They were down by, by 11, 35-24 against the Chiefs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, they got luck with a fumble there, too, though. I mean, that, that was very fortunate for them. Well, all right, let's do it. Best okay. bets. Brent, we start with you, sir. You're first. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to Seattle, okay? Because I'm not sure that even if Murray is able to go, that he will be. It's an ankle injury. He seems to get beat up uh, less than a year. So uh, you've got the Seattle Seahawks, uh, a home underdog, okay? It moved from two and a half down to two. So early smart money came in quickly on the Seahawks. The over-under has already fallen to 48, but under 50 would have been something to attack on Monday when it first came out. But my best play of the week is going to be the Seattle Seahawks at home coming off the worst performance of Russell Wilson's career. First time he's been shut out in his 10-year yep. NFL career as a starter. Mikey, your first best bet. Todd, what's the number on the Eagles? <laughs> Our court stenographer, Todd Wishdev, with the ruling. Philadelphia Eagles are, I have, uh, I have one and a half, two. I have, I have one and a half most prevalent. I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints plus one and a half in this game because for f a few factors, you know, and I don't know what Brent's opinion on this is, but the Saints outplayed the Titans in Tennessee on, on Sunday and just a horrific roughing the passer call where his chest hit Tannehill's shoulder on an interception in the end zone. That totally changed that game. Completely that game should have been 9-6 New Orleans minimum at half. Instead, it's 13-6 the other and, way. And I had the Titans. It completely changed completely that game. Completely changed that game. Yeah. Look, I don't think that this offense, this 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 Oklahoma Sooner offense of Philadelphia, <laughs> it, it can beat Sean Payton. This is a good New Orleans defense. Hurts is going to have to throw the ball to beat him. And I don't think he can. I don't think Hertz can be accurate enough from the pocket to beat New Orleans. New Orleans finds ways to move the ball. I know that they don't have the quarterback that they wanted, but they find ways to move the ball. They can use Taysom Hill in, the, in these short packages. I'm surprised they didn't use him more down there on the goal. They struggled on first and goal to go in that game. And that was the other thing that cost them. I think New Orleans is the better team here. 
I don't think that they should be a road dog, actually, at all. I'll take one and a half or whatever it is, Todd. The uh, wise guys, all the uh, bookmakers tell us this year that the wise guys love the Eagles. This game might go to three by side. Every Eagles game moves two to three points on Sunday. So I, I asked Chrissy Andrews on Monday during Guessing Lines, what do you think is, is at play there? Why do they love the Eagles? And he says, it's funny you ask. I tried to figure it out myself. And he says, I think it's the defense. I think they really weigh the defense more than the average better does. The Eagles have given up um, in five different games this year 18 points or less. 18 points or less in five different games. Todd, your first best bet, sir. My first best bet is going to be the under 45 in the Jacksonville Jaguars game against the Niners. Um, if you look at the Jags this year, they struggle to score the football. I feel like the Niners are starting to become a better team on defense. I really like how they played against the Rams defensively the other day. I'm still not sold on Jimmy G. But I don't need to be sold on Jimmy G on this team because I'm just looking for defense. I think they're going to hold Jacksonville to less than 14 points. If so, my under 45 is probably a very nice number. Uh, San Francisco held the Rams to 10 points. Uh, they've held at, at Arizona, they held uh, Murray to 17 points. They struggled against Colt Boy, I'll give you that. But I think they can come up with something against Jacksonville because Jacksonville, they just can't score points. 17, 9, 7. Last three games. I want the under. Under in the Jacksonville game for Todd. Um, powering right through Brent's wife's advice that Jimmy G is actually a good thing. Um, no, he, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he's not the Super Bowl quarterback he was two years ago. He throws too many balls right to other the other team, and they drop him. And he gets so many lucky non-interceptions. Although, I will grant you this. He has been better the last couple of weeks. But Mikey? The guy throws so many balls to I'm sorry, Todd. This is much more important. Mikey, would you like a drink? Brent, would you like a oh, drink? Would you like something to drink? Uh, no, thank you very much, though. No betting and buds? <laughs> I, I, no, I pass at this hour. Live, yeah. at, oh. live at the D. <laughs> yeah. Come right. back at 5 this afternoon, miss. <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> live at the D here to do the <laughs> Megapod. Uh, my number one play, not, I don't know if it's my number one, but it's, it's certainly up there. I'm... I'm taking the Houston Texans plus the points. Am I getting the hook there, 10 and a hook, Todd, or just 10? Texans, uh, let's see. We got 10 and a half, I think. 10 and a half. That's what I want. Uh, I made a bet two days ago on the Tennessee Titans to win the Super Bowl, 11 to 1. Good Be price. Yeah. I grabbed it while it was still there. I Listen, the whole point of this team to me right now is betting against them on this game because I think it's way too many points. But I think they're going to be the number one seed. I think they're going to get Derrick Henry back, and I think they're going to the promised land. It just sets up beautifully for them. They've beaten all the tough teams on their schedule. They have the easiest remaining strength of schedule in the National Football League. And Derrick Henry's timing of the injury is going to be before the postseason, and they might be able to set it up where they get not only one week of rest, but maybe two if they don't need to play in Week 18. But the point is, right now, they're not very good. They don't have Henry. Their defense is kind of suspect when the offense doesn't allow them to stay off the field. And I just think this is way too many points. Terod Taylor is a is a good quarterback. I get it. The Texans are bad at football. But the way that the Titans played against the Saints, as Mike said, that roughing the passer penalty was everything in that game. They probably lose otherwise. I like the Texans plus the points on Sunday. I don't disagree with that simply because this has been such an impressive run. Yes. By the Titans. Okay, it started with the Jaguars, but then you go look at the other five that they've taken down. That's some elite teams. 
And sometimes, as you know, there's a regression down here. So I don't. And Tyrod Taylor should be better. Yes. Having one game under his belt when he comes out, uh, and they might be able to stay in with that number. So I, right. I, I think you could be right on the money with that one. I hope so. Number two. For I you, hope sir. we get Tyrod Taylor from the beginning of the year instead of that game against Miami. Yes. That's true. He was not good in that game. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, interestingly enough, I'm going to move to Monday night. I'm going to take. I'm assuming it's sitting at 11 right now. The Buccaneers are favored. I'm going to the other side. I like that, I'm too. going to go with the Giants. The Giants have won. Now, they've only won one game in a row, and that was against the Raiders. And they had their bye week. But they've covered the last three games. And the reason why I was impressed with them, I thought their defense was better than I expected, okay? Now, obviously, Jones can turn the ball over at any time. We know that. That's, uh, that's his big, big, big weakness. But... There's some major injuries with the Buccaneers that I don't think we... Tom Brady loves, all his life, has had a go-to guy, a security blanket. That's why he begged Gronkowski to come out of retirement, okay? And if you look at what Gronkowski has accomplished for Brady through the years, then number two, he talked to Antonio Brown and he talked to the organization to take a gamble. Both those guys are out, so you want to... You Make sure, check that injury report. We'll have a lot of things coming out before you make a play on this. And knowing the public, knowing the public, they're going to pound some more money in on Tom Brady. And at 12, 12 and a half, something like that, it could get there. I'm, I'm going to take the Giants and the points on Monday night. Brent's number two is my number two. So I'm going to jump in here. I'm also on the Giants. I love that play. I think it's just like with the Titans. I think this is way too many points. I watched as much, you know, maybe every play of that Washington-Tampa Bay game on Sunday. And, and Brent is right. Tampa Bay, is, it's not some one bad game thing. They have serious problems with the personnel on offense. And their defensive secondary is so depleted. depleted. And I don't know what the Vita Vea story is, but he was carted off the field against Washington as well. So I'm not sure what his status is. I should probably know that. But I just think they're not a very f good football team right now just based on personnel alone. I happen to think they uh, hit a royal flush to win the Super Bowl last year too. I was not nearly as uh, as sucked in by their run as some others were. By the way, Vita Vea's knee injury, not as serious as feared. So that's good news for the Buccaneers long-term on Vita Vea as far as uh, this week is concerned. I'll try to get an update on that. But I, I like the Giants plus the points, and I think the Giants here coming off extra rest, that, that doesn't hurt either. So that's my number two. Brent, what did you think of Arian saying he has a dumb team after the game? I might have told him that privately in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, you know, Arian, he is brutally honest. And so maybe the team understood that, okay, going through. I mean, he, he never, he never plays – to his team. If he's pissed off about something, they will know about it publicly, okay? And so, whereas I would not have done that as a good Arians, on the other hand, that's who he is. So he lived up to his uh, his reputation, if you will. In fact, that pool, there was a pool reporter who said after the game to Arians, second straight week that uh, Brady's had multiple interceptions. Can you speak to what was going on maybe with the receivers? And Arians stone-faced looked back at her and said, Nah, it has nothing to do with the receivers. It was him, meaning Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. By the way, Vita Vea out this week. It, it, and people said, oh, he was very critical of Tom Brady. He, he answered a specific question. He wasn't saying Brady's the reason we lost. You know, yes. they were saying, whoa, he threw Brady under the bus. He, he asked the question about the receivers. 
And he didn't say, you know, like Brady should have stopped the 19-play drive to end the game or anything. What are you drinking? That looks so Some good. Some sort of a concoction here with a pineapple and cranberry. Anything else in there, Mikey? No, no. Okay. no it's too early. As okay. Brent says, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that Brent's go-to? I thought lo you are looking live was always his signature. Yeah. Jackpot, baby. <laughs> Jackpot, baby. That's the new one. <laughs> it's too early. I didn't know that was one of his it's three most <laughs> famous <laughs> ones. It's too early. Mikey, what's your number two, man? Todd, what's the Packers number? Green Bay Packers, I have them at around uh, two, two and a half, we'll say. Let's just be fair, two. Is it two say or two. two and a half? We'll make it for purposes. It looks like two is a little more prevalent, so we'll say two. It ain't even up there. I mean, looking, I, you know. Where are you, Circa? Yeah, it's not there. My Circa app says it's gone down to one and a half. Really? All right, well, then let's take two, two. with the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. I want the Minnesota Vikings here in this game, okay? Uh, I love them in a teaser, but that's later. Well, I think they're going to win the game straight up here. This is a very talented team. I thought, you know, that Zimmer finally coached with a little bit of aggression against the Chargers last week. Oh, finally took some chances. One of the biggest calls of the year. Yeah. The fourth down call. Yeah. No field goal. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's put him away. Yeah. And he did by getting I, the touchdown. And he's that's been, a that's a money call. Right. Okay. He's been so apt to kick field goals this year, right? And, Absolutely. And, and, and you got to kick three field and, goals. Oh, by the for way, one that touchdown. cost them the win against Arizona, if you will. The time Absolutely. was running out, yeah. so you had to kick it in yeah. that situation. Yeah. But uh, they I miss mean, it. This is a very uh, talented. The most inter Listen, they may be the most entertaining team in the league. Yeah. They go down to the the last possession every, every game yeah every game i think they win this game i think they're a playoff team i think they showed what they can mm. do last week at sofi and this run for the packers now the packers have covered every game since that debacle in jacksonville in week one right yes every have. single game everyone not through great offensive output you know what i mean not through great but their, their defense, defense has been their defense is very, very good. good very good very i'd like to see their this team play at dallas and see what their defense would do against dallas because I don't think Dallas has played a defense of this caliber yet. I know they played Vic Fangio, but that was such an aberration, that game there uh, at Jerry World. Anyhow, I think the Packers' run ends here in Minnesota. The Packers can afford to lose this game. Not that that's in their mind, but they have a big lead in the division. The Vikings need every game now. Their playoff push has started. And I think, frankly, the Vikings are just about as good a team as the Packers. Well, we they, just haven't seen it. They could be three games better. Abs absolutely. Right? So give me two, Todd, with the Vikings. Todd. You got it. I was going to do that also, but I'm not going to do it now because of two reasons. One, you did it, Mikey. And number two, I still don't want to be betting on Kirk Cousins. He just drives me. So for my number two pick instead, I'm going to go with Indianapolis Colts plus seven and a half. Um, I think the Colts are – I really like what Frank – I've always liked Frank Frank as a coach. I like what he's doing with them offensively. And seven and a half in an NFL game. Wait a minute. With a team Are you seeing a half? Points. Where's the half? Nowhere. Where there's no half Nowhere. here. This is seven everywhere. Stop it. Okay. I have seven and a half at Bookmaker, seven and a half at Pinnacle, seven and a half at Five Dime, seven and a half at Ovada. But if you want me to take seven, that's fine. I'm just looking at the same thing I always look at. If you want me to take seven? Fine. I'll take seven. Well, let me just give you, let me just give you here in Las Vegas on these. Uh, MGM, 7. Caesars, 7. Circa, 7. FanDuel, 7. So I'll take, I'll take 7. That's fine. Okay. I wasn't trying to cheat you. I was looking at the same thing I was looking at for the other. Colts plus 7. 
I just think it's a lot of points. Oh, very nice. You guys have sparked at each other. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. I could have asked Pacific, what's the line? I'll take Colts plus seven and watch them win outright just because you passed. Todd, that's here's the, the joke. But that's the, Colts, the the wait a minute. I'd like to interrupt you. That's the point. Why didn't you ask when you saw it split right. half and half? We asked. I we're there. I, I trust saw, whatever you say. I have all seven and a half. I mean, on my screen, I have all seven and a half. This was what you only are looking at screens for offshore. You don't do any legal betting. No, I, I, I just put up. I have like six or different lines on. You're in Pennsylvania. You have a bunch of options. Why are you looking offshore? Mikey, Mikey, made your point. I'm willing to take the seven and wait till the Colts win outright, and it's not going to matter. Man, I may get up every Thursday. You're invited every show, man. I'm telling you. Every show degenerates into this. <laughs> yeah. Over, look, buy the look, half point, Todd. Just buy, buy the, the half, half point, point. okay? Look, Brett, as I told all these guys and I tell everyone a million times, I will not be betting a single one of the people. I bet in-game to get a lot more information. Yes, you do. Point. I agree. And I'm doing very, very well this year with my in-game and not doing well on the I wish I didn't drink so much pregame. I do end game too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'll take the Colts. I just think the Colts are too good offensively to be getting seven points. I really like what they've been doing offensively. The Bills have been up and down the last couple of weeks. I believe they, they knocked out a good friend of mine in Survivor by scoring six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Granted, they scored 45 last week against the Jets, but throw that out. Everyone scores on the Jets. The week before against Miami, they really struggled to win that game, even though they covered 26-11. They really struggled against Miami. And the week before that, they lost to Tennessee. So are the Bills this good juggernaut, or are they, you know, a better-than-average team? I think they're just a better-than-average team, and I think they'll stay close. I'll take the Colts plus seven, and the guys are good. We apologize for Todd's choppy audio the last couple weeks, but he is on Indianapolis plus seven. Brent, your third and final. Well, uh, let me say, I'm not going to make this my third and final, but let me throw in uh, on this game that Todd was talking Please. about. Uh, driving in, I was listening to somebody who was saying that the weather is going to be real bad in Buffalo this week. And if so, look at that 49 and a half to go under, okay? You've got a dome team going into Buffalo, and uh, that still holds true about teams from a dome that encounter bad weather. So look at the weather. And, and you might want to go under. My third play, and, and honestly, I gave this out privately to a couple of people from Kansas City. Anytime you can get the Chiefs under three, and it moved to three here in Vegas uh, Sunday before the Raiders game, it moved to three, okay, which means the money was coming in hard. You've still got time to get a two and a half here with the Chiefs at home. Again, a weather, check, check your weather against the Cowboys, but that... That, to me, is value on the Chiefs anytime you can get them uh, below three. That's going to be the game of the week. Uh, it's a late afternoon Fox game, the Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know that I've got a recency bias having watched that Chief attack, but I want to go to the defensive side of the ball, okay? They are getting better. Go back and look at the last three games on defense, okay? We know we all came away and our love is not ready. But the power, oh, you can't play. Let me tell you something. That defense of the Chiefs was very, very good and very tough to move the ball on. Picked up Ingram, and it means more to that defensive front than people realize. 
you send Ingram in on situational plays and you put him at defensive end with Clark on the other one, but that allows you to move your best defensive lineman, Jones, to the interior for the Chiefs. And I'm going to tell you, he pounds away. He destroyed our offensive line a couple of times. I know we're not the best uh, offensive line in the world. The Cowboys are probably better uh, inside in there. But I'm going to take the Chiefs because of the value on the number. If it moves to three, move away. Don't even think about it. Okay, three and a half, forget about it. Run away. Two and a half. I'm going to go for the Chiefs. Pro Football Focus putting the Chiefs back as their number one team in their Is that right? rankings. Yes. Yeah. Of course, they have priors from the preseason. Yeah. But they got as low as three in their power rankings. Was that the lowest that one. they went when yeah. they were struggling, Gil? Yeah. 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 Uh, at home, Dallas Cowboys, they're going to go to the playoffs. They're already in the playoffs. Nobody going to challenge them in the uh, NFC East. Sadly, that is so true. And whereas the Chiefs. And if you look at the, at the circa numbers here on win Super Bowl, win the division and everything, I always come and look at that. The Chiefs right now are minus 150 to win the AFC West, okay? Conference winner, uh, plus 395. That's one of the lowest out there. Uh, go ahead and win the Super Bowl. This is a yes, no here at circa. Plus 800 to, to win the Super Bowl. Now, the ones that lower than that, the Buffalo Bills, are still sitting there at plus 600. The Titans and the Chiefs are at plus 800. So the, the people who work with the numbers and everything, they have seen that this Chief team has bounced and bounced big time. What's the price to win the West? To win the West is minus 150. You can get plus 200 on the Chargers. They're the two. Brent, what are the what? Patriots to win the Super Bowl? The Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Yes, no now. No is minus 2,800, but yes is plus 1,500, and the Bills are plus 600. So that's that's your yes-no on winning the Super Bowl here at Circa. Michael, okay, that, Paul. That, do you think that's a good price to bet the Chiefs to win the West, minus 150? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, and if not, who's winning it? The, 
the Chargers. Yeah. They would be the only so? team that would have a chance. I'm really disappointed in the Chargers. They're v- well, then they're, then, they're, then they're very their defense is, is then it's Chiefs or pass. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that's still okay. cheap on the. You could have got the Chiefs plus two twenty a couple yeah. weeks ago to win the division when they were in last. Chargers also have one game up on them, Mike, because they beat them. Yeah. Third. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. The Chargers have the tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, who cares? Yeah. But the, but the, the Chargers one. have now to play could, on the road against them at, so, at SoFi on they the road. Again. Yeah. Chargers play seventeen road games. <laughs> Nobody in LA cares about the Chargers. Would Nobody. No. Let me tell you something about LA, Mike. Live there. Been there. It's a front runner's town. Yeah. Okay. And if the Chargers were to suddenly start winning again, believe me, the fans will come. When when we went in there on that Monday night and they kicked the Raiders' yeah. butt, okay, big time. The commissioner was there, and I think he tipped Gruden off that trouble was coming down the line, or at least owner Mr. Davis yeah. tipped him off. And we didn't show up for that game. There were a lot of Charger, a lot of Charger jerseys and hats. I think they bought them at the intermission. They knew they were going to win the game. Just, yeah, but there, it's there a front-runner city. There were more me. Raiders. There's more Raiders fans. Oh, yeah, well, we all are. L.A. By far. L.A. loves the Raiders. Will, okay. will L.A. turn on LeBron? Not if they win. Yeah, not if not they winning. start to win. They're not winning. Well, he, he will come up. Yeah, well, he'll have some if he bigger be, injury when they're not in contention. You know, L.A. still loves beating up on the Celtics, and I think that's their next game this week. I think that's I the Lakers I, go to play Boston uh, I, yeah, I maybe so. tomorrow night. I, I couldn't name all the teams, so I couldn't tell you, but uh, interesting. <laughs> How you doing with the Grand Salami? I, I, wanna, I, wanna, <laughs> I, I bet it when there's a lot of games. Well, um, tonight's a lot of games. Yeah, a lot of games. There's only three last night. I want to ask you another sure. question because this, you know, pre-flop picking is all nonsense. I want to ask you another question about. <laughs> yeah, it's after the game is over. Is that's exactly. Yeah, that's when we get real smart. I, I want to ask you about the Gruden email. Go ahead. Now. Michael Michael Lombardi, a friend of Todd and and Gills, said, "Are you familiar with the movie Ab- Absence of Malice with Paul Newman? Are you familiar with that movie?" Uh, not really. Okay, but he he said to understand the John Gruden NFL Washington Redskins leaking of of emails and that you have to watch this movie Absence of Malice, which was people intentionally leaking things to cause a public perception and put pressure on people. Was was this situation with Gruden? Is he just an unfortunate bystander in all of this, in the hunt for Daniel Snyder? Whoever set out to get John Gruden is a mafiosa hitman. That's how good it was. Okay. Let's go to the Wall Street Journal. Let's go to that side of the street to leak first, and let's give Mr. Davis 24, 48 hours to do something about this. And then when you don't. Let's close the book. Let's give the rest of it to the New York Times, okay? All right, so there's that part of it. You aren't going to recover from a hit like that. It was professionally done, professionally orchestrated, in-game. Raiders had no place to go. Now, let me go to what I told John Gruden himself over the telephone, okay? When I I called him the next day after he resigned. John and I are friends. I like him. I don't think he's a racist. But I said, John... People have said worse or the same and bars still saying it. I hear the words all the time. But I said, you don't put it in writing. So in other words, that was the stupid part. Okay. You don't, you can argue people throw that out without really thinking about it. Okay. And you should not have those thoughts to begin with. We're way beyond that particular era. You sure as hell don't sit down. I tell youngsters all the time, 
get off that telephone and get off that texting, twittering, all that stuff, okay? Because it ain't ever going away. Here's a memo. Goes down the internet, it's there forever. And that was the fatal error. But trust me, whoever set out to get John, they knew exactly what they were doing, okay? There was no wiggle room by the time they, those two newspapers brought that story out. And, and Mark knew it. Mark Davis knew it. He had, that's why he and John settled up and went on his way. Now, so people have asked me about the lawsuit against the NFL and Roger Goodell. I said, well, uh, yeah, we, we all like the lawsuit, we hope, but he's going to have to prove that it was the NFL that was involved in leaking that, and I don't think he can, to be perfectly honest. As an outsider looking at it, because there was another lawsuit that was involved with, with Gil's favorite owner, Snyder, mm-hmm. okay, and Allen, right? Yeah. There's another lawsuit. A whole lot of people had access to those particular emails. Now, good luck in trying to prove it was somebody within the framework of the NFL. So office. those emails were part of discovery of another lawsuit. Of another lawsuit. <laughs> of another lawsuit. They were part of it. And that's yeah. that's where you're going to run into trouble. I, I think most people of right mind have both thoughts, which is, one, no one condones what John Gruden wrote. Absolutely. But on the other hand, I think even those of us who don't condone that and who would even, you know, say he, he dug his own grave on it, that to, to think that he is the guy who fell from that investigation on the Washington football team is outrageous. And you almost, you almost make a sympathetic figure out of him, if you can believe that. And rightfully so. So, I mean, I think it's, it's unbelievable. Thank you for that, uh, for that insight into it, Brad, for being yeah, When are we going to get that Snyder guy's email? I'd like to see his email. <laughs> uh, it, you, they'll, never, they'll never take him down, will they? No. They'll, never. Never. My life is ruined, Brad. My entire life. Is he a powerful owner within the community of owners? You know, I, I don't know the establishment. Yeah. If, if Jerry, oh, I would tempted to say if Jerry Jones likes him, yes. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that Jones is the most powerful owner in the league. And Cronky, close, but he's still got a hell of a lawsuit against him in St. Louis that he hasn't been able to settle. And that, that'll, that'll kind of, but, but I honestly, I'm, I'm talking off the top of my head. I don't know the power structure of the NFL like I used to. Mike, we got to get your pick. Okay, I like the Bears. I'll take the Bears against the Ravens. Um, I think the Bears' defense um, is every bit as good as Miami. Now, will the field be wet at Soldier Field? Will they water it down? Will they take that? Are they going to throw a lot of zero blitzes at Greg Roman? Or will he have, had to, he have had 10 days to prepare for that kind of a package? I don't know. But I think this is a one-score one game either way here because I don't think – Baltimore has asserted their dominance on offense. I don't think they're going to run the ball at will against the Bears, and you're going to force again. Lamar has to be accurate from the pocket, and I don't know if he can do that. I think it's too many points for a team at home. Dodd. What about the problem that the Bears can't score, Mike? What about that? So you like the under, then, is your play? No, I'm not Go ahead, it's your pick. Go ahead, give your pick. Mikey, you do not run the show. Gil runs the show. Gil's at my <laughs> Gil doesn't run the show. You didn't even ask Gil if it was seven or seven and a half. Don't tell me Gil runs the show. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Todd. <laughs> Get so angry. Mikey has not had his medication today, folks, so whatever. Okay. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Mikey, what's the line on the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Iowa? I don't know. I'm not an illegal better. It's I don't minus know. 11, Todd. Yeah, 11. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns minus 11. Uh, they got totally and completely 
embarrassed by Belichick last week. Uh, I think they're a slightly above average team, and now they get to go against the Lions, and the Lions aren't good. Let's just be let's just be real. The, the Lions stink, and the only reason they were in the game last week is because the Steelers stink. So the Lions basically, uh, you know, they're going to have some decent games where they can be competitive, and they're going to have other games where they're going to get blown out, like they did against the Eagles. And I think this is a good week for them to beat to regress the low outside of the Lions because I think Cleveland can come in angry at home and the Lions are going to have a hard time scoring like they always do. I can see the Browns putting a real thumping on a 31-7 or something like that. So I'll take the Browns minus 11. I say a little more 11.5 than I do 11, to be Damn. quite honest. Fine, I'll okay. take 11.5. I asked Brent. Brent said 11. Sorry. I gave you the circa number. Yeah. <laughs> Brent was giving me I'm sitting in the circa, sir. Right? Can you see these guys? They everything, everything they have to go after. Every half. I hear it. Uh, I what, is, what is the Washington Carolina number? Okay, I have threes and three and a halves. So I'm just gonna and remember. I don't know what you're picking. That's right. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's closer to three and a half. Washington is the play at three and a hook. Were you going to take Carolina at no, three? <laughs> no, I was not. No, Washington is the play. You uh, give three and a half? I'll take the three and a half. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm taking the three and a half on Washington Got it. at Carolina. Yeah. For those of us who grew up in the Washington, D.C. area in the uh, Georgia 80s, Island. Um, what we know to be a fact is that Carolina, when I was a kid, was Washington country. And so there is, there is going to True. be no home field advantage that's, here. That's a good point. Um, and Very good point. Yeah, I don't, you know, as, as diminished as home field advantage is already in the NFL, this will be diminished even further. So I, the three and the hook, this is going to be Cam Newton. And he scored a touchdown passing and rushing his first two, you know, his first pass and his first rush, and that was all lovely. Um, but I don't know that we know he's going to be great or very good. I thought Walker was better than him. P.J. Walker had a good game. Yeah. Honestly, I thought how they used Newton. <laughs> was what they should do. That's what they should do. Run exactly. him out there inside the 10-yard line. Yes. That's that's when I think he's the most dangerous because he can keep the ball running. I agree with Todd. I'd, yeah. I'd leave Walker out there to start the game. In fact, when I watched it, I said, man, I wish the Raiders would use Mariota inside the 10 instead of midfield where he carries the ball for three. I might get a first down, but he also got injured when he ran 31 yards. So, but Like I, the Steelers did with Slash, Brent. Remember Slash yeah, over absolutely. Stewart? Yes, they had slash sure. inside the 10? Inside the 10. That's where you want to go to the quarterback who can uh, can run the football. The only the only other thing I want to say about this is Chase Young is out for the year with is a he out for the year? blown out knee. Uh, does, that, does that – do you downgrade well, the so team this is, for that? The, this is my point. I feel terribly for Chase yeah. Young. I love Chase Young. He was outstanding his rookie year. But as Lombardi and Rick Doc Walker, who comes on Lombardi, says, he runs up the field. <laughs> He just rushes. He just gets in the picture, but he never gets to the quarterback. <laughs> it's like, uh, and so in in some weird way, that defense might start to be more disciplined now and really achieve its full potential. So I think that's also something that doesn't get factored in. And so I like. I know it's a poo-poo platter of picks, but I'm ending up with uh, Houston, the Giants, and Washington. Those are my three picks this week. Okay. But I, I like your picks, actually, Billy. I think you're, you're on to something here. Well, thank you, sir. Thank uh, you. Can, can I change – can I make Mike do a really good and change the subject? Because yeah. i got to – Sure. Because Todd, obviously, looking at the offshore, this is where we might find this prop. 
I think Notre Dame has a good chance to make the college football playoff. Wow. Okay. I just bet How? a plus 550 yesterday, Brent. Plus How? 550 Is that what you got was plus 550? Take can, 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 can I? Can I, I, I was going to go to this after the teasers. And oh, you guys do teasers. Well, yeah, we still have a couple yeah, things. Who yeah. cares? You really bury people's money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I have a We're ticket. Well I, I <laughs> you understand the, the power structure in college football as well as anybody, okay? Right. I have a ticket on Cincinnati to make the playoff. God help you. 14 to 1. I said I looked at the schedule. Decent. I looked at the schedule. I said to they're going to go to Notre they just have to go to Notre Dame. They're going to win, win their if they win they at Notre it. Dame, they should be in. They did it. Now, they did it. But if Oregon doesn't lose, they're not getting in. But if Oregon loses to Utah one of these two They're going to have to play them twice. Right. If they lose to Utah one like of these this two week times in Salt Lake. Shouldn't Shouldn't Cincinnati get in, or are they going to keep? Neil Everett told me to tear my ticket up from from ESPN. He said there's no way they're letting a group of five team in. He's there's right. no way. He's right. Will they right. put a two loss Alabama like team in do. before Cincinnati? No, Alabama's out with two losses. They have to win. You see, Brent, will they put it? I've had people at ESPN tell me to my yeah. face. Trust me, Gil. If Alabama loses a second time, they're not getting they're in. They're not getting and in. I don't believe Tim Brando was on Mitch and Paul. He says they're getting in. Alabama's going to get in over I, Cincinnati, Brando, even with two correct. losses. I think he's right. He said everything is set up for the SEC. If they get blown out, I'm not buying it. You're not. No. So you I think I have a decent shot at fourteen to one to get Absolutely. in? Absolutely. Now and, I can hedge it. I also like. I also like Todd's plus five fifty. But how does Notre, Notre Dame, Dame get okay. in? Then they have to get in with Cincinnati. Well, you know, Cincinnati has not run the table yet. Oh, by the way, doesn't okay. it hurt Notre Dame if Cincinnati loses a game? At eight and one. One. Listen, the Big Ten. Here's how you look at this. Okay. If Alabama loses okay. like to Auburn or Georgia in the championship yeah. game. Forget about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Georgia's in. We already know that. Okay. Even if Cincinnati loses a game, they've had a good run this year. Okay. And Notre Dame has been very impressive in several games. Okay. And if they run the rest of the table, the Big Ten's going to eliminate itself. There's only going to be one Big Ten team left. Yeah, Ohio okay. it's either State. Ohio State or Michigan. Michigan or Michigan State. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of those three they're going to make it, mm -hmm. okay? Last man standing. Unless, let's say the Ohio Unless State stays unbeaten and then loses to, to Iowa in the championship. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. whoever's in yeah. there. It'll be Wisconsin. Okay? Bada bing. Now you've got a real debate on your hand. I love Todd's bet at plus 550 because you guys are all talking about this SEC Alabama. Listen, there's still a very strong feeling. Four, I know we, we understand the anti, but there's still a very strong feeling for Notre Dame. This is a hell of a program. God, I mean, I, I listen to people talk about, we got to get rid of that coach. What are you talking about? Hey, do you know how good Notre Dame has been under Kelly at South Bend? Are, are you aware? Yeah, of, he's, just he wins a, a lot of games and no national championship. He's the winningest coach in the history of the program. So you're going to run him out? Yeah, but, it's like, but it's like these idiots at Texas. We're going to run Sark I, out. We lost to Kansas. Oh, by the way, go back to year one of Mr. Saban, and look at that Louisiana Monroe score against Alabama. Get off these. Everybody in college football, fire the coach, fire the coach. What are you talking about? And also, Kelly doesn't get to recruit the top guys because they have to get in academically at Notre Dame. you got to give them credit for that. Let me ask you this. So, sure. so when you hear the weekly outrage about college football rankings yeah. and just the sport in general, are you, not, are, are, are you almost outraged at the outrage on a week-to-week -week basis? No, I smile. Because yeah. I've said for a long time that once you move to any kind of a playoff, it's going to grow because you're going to have so much criticism 
over picking teams rather than having teams play their way in, which is what any reasonable person right. would say, which is what we do in all big-time leagues, okay? you got to play your way in. And so when they finally expand after this contract runs out with ABC. And they will. And I'm assuming that they're going to go to two networks. I'm assuming that ABC and Fox will share the playoffs and probably rotate the championship game. They're going to make they're going to make a ton of money and that's the way it should be. Okay. So I don't I no longer get out. I, I don't waste my time getting out. I, obviously I look at it because I pay attention. I pay attention to the fact that Oregon's still ahead of Ohio State head to head. But how come Michigan State isn't still ahead of Michigan, head to head, you know? So they're inconsistent, sure. even where they stand right now. We said three years Oregon's ago on your program that the 18 playoff is a very simple solution. Absolutely. It? Five power conferences, one group of five, and the next two at large. At large. It, 12 doesn't work to me. It makes no sense to add another round to it as well. Eight is a good number. I guess at 12, they're going to go home field, right? Yeah, they give home field. They yeah, give home that, field. That's that's why they're doing it. Yeah, but, money. And can you imagine the betting, the betting handle on those games, man? <laughs> oh man, off the charts, off the charts for sure. Where will Matt Rule be coaching next? Do you think he stays in Carolina or does he take one of these great college jobs? College. I think he goes back to college. And where would you pick if you had your pick? If you were Matt USC, Rule? I, would, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. I mean, the two the two glamour jobs are USC and LSU. But yeah. good luck in competing against all of those teams and recruiting. But you go into Southern California with the backing that you've got from that alumni group and a very winnable division in the Pac-12, I'm going to USC. I'm, I'm not even hesitating. Uh, that, to me, that, that's been an easy, an easy answer. Now, I went through the Pete Carroll era, okay, and uh, he was charismatic, which is what you must have in Southern California. You must be able to go out and recruit because the alums in that uh, USC alumni group, they'll help you if you know what I mean. I've got a sleeper name for you for the USC job. Go ahead. And I don't think they've said this, but I think they're already in negotiations with John Robinson to have another run there. <laughs> Mike, Mike Bone is going to have a press conference and he's going to announce gonna announce a 10-year deal with 86-year-old John Robinson and they're going to ask him, why would you go after John Robinson for a third time? And he's going to say, because John McKay died 20 years ago. <laughs> I, You know, an attractive name, I'm not sure that he would ever leave the state of Ohio under fickle. any circuit would be Fickle. I would hire Fickle if I was Mike Bone. Todd, you love Fickle, don't you? Yeah. I can't stand him, Brent, because he, he's running the hurry up inside the five-yard line two years ago in the bowl game. Less than 37 seconds left. He's running the hurry up in a 38-6 game and trying to punch it in for no reason whatsoever except to run up the score. It was disgusting. I'll never forgive you're, you're leaving out the best detail of this time. It was a driving it. rainstorm. There was a player getting carted off the field every other play, right? Everybody was getting hurt, and he's trying to punch it in on the last play of Todd, the game. Todd had a bet I did, too. Brent, we all did because there was no scoring in the first half. We were all betting end game under, 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 under. Oh. Brent, have you ever seen a team... Have you ever seen a team run hurry up offense winning 38 to 6? No. Under 35 seconds left. But no. Brent hasn't seen a lot. No. Brent hasn't, no, Brent. hasn't seen a Brent lot. Brent hasn't really. seen enough football games yeah. to really I qualify know, I here. Tend, <laughs> I contend it's never been done before in the history of college football running hurry up. 
better give a teaser. At oh, least. mercy. Yeah, I'm Let's sorry. Give a teaser Gil, I didn't mean to change no, the no, subject. No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I'm just. wanted to. No, this is. This, believe me. Well, this is better be than odds on. He's got to get to odds on. Yeah, so I we, have to be stuck with him all for an hour. I know. Uh, it's 10:40, so we got to get to these. <laughs> Whatever. Teasers. What are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> Two legs, six point teasers of the week. Uh, Brent, your favorite. We'll start with you. They have to be six points. Yeah. So, so what I would do the six point teaser. Yeah. Okay. I I would look to where. You got okay. Let's start with the Giants because Gil liked them originally with the eleven. So let me take it to seventeen. So I'll take the Giants with seventeen, and then I will, I will pair that with uh, Todd took Indianapolis yeah. uh, at seven, and I'll go up to uh, thirteen with uh, with the Colts, thirteen and a half, whatever, whatever you guys settle on. So I, I have learned my lesson, and I want to say this loud and clear: if you're gonna tease. Do not follow the lead of taking the seven down to one all the time. Take the big numbers and take them up, okay? Tease up. And the reason why I'm emphasizing that is I never listened to my own advice. I got buried (laughs) by Tampa Bay. They killed all my teasers last week, okay? And uh, so I've learned my lesson. I'm going to tease up. So I'm going to take the Giants and the Colts upward. You are not alone, sir. Everybody's been getting crushed on teasers the last couple of weeks. Todd, we, we, we want to snake this. You go first because you're in the lead on teasers. <laughs> okay, my teaser uh, pick this week is going to be the Saints plus seven and a half. And I kind of agreed with Mikey's, um, Mikey's. Uh, analysis there. I, I think the Eagles are a bit fraudulent. I know the wise guys love them. I still think the Hurts is a little fraudulent. And I think the Saints defense is, is outstanding. And you know what? Simeon's no different than Jameis. So it's really the same team. Give me the Saints plus seven and a half. And then the other one, unfortunately, I have to do it. I'm going to take Kirk Cousins plus eight and a half. Um, I don't want it, to, or plus eight. I, I don't want to do it because I hate betting on Kirk Cousins. It makes me crazy. <laughs> but you know what? There has to be a point here where Green Bay throws a stinker at us. They're nine and one against the spread this year. If we know anything about the National Football League, we know that you do not continue to be nine and one against the spread in the National Football League. But I think the Vikings plus eight, you know, they just have to keep some up close. Saints plus seven and a half, Vikings plus eight is my piece. All right. Uh, I go second because I'm in second. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, listen, if they can't cover the eight or the eight and a half, then what are we talking about here? Uh, so it's the Vikings for me, but it is also the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. I'm going to take the uh, eight and a half on the Cowboys against the Chiefs. Not a bad number. Not a bad number. Uh also, let, let me throw in, take that over-under number in the uh, Seattle game, take it up to 54 and go under. Oh, bonus teaser leg. Mikey? I'm, I'm a, mine's a three-teamer now. Oh, that's going to say. <laughs> Vikings football team. Oh. Vikings eight-and-a-half football team, nine-and-a-half. I like it. No, no, no. It's, it, we're going with we, – we gave you two on the Vikings, so that means it's eight. So, Mike, it's Vikes plus eight. Okay, okay. eight and nine-and-a-half with okay. the football team. Final two questions that we ask every week to end the Megapod. One, of all the big favorites, who is the most likely, in your opinion, to lose outright? And I'll give all the candidates New England, six-and-a-half six and a half in our, or six-and-a-half or higher. New England, six-and-a-half points tonight at Atlanta. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, six-and-a-half point favorites at Jacksonville. Cleveland, 11-and-a-half hosting Detroit. There's a lot of these this week. Buffalo, seven, hosting Indianapolis. Uh, Tennessee, 10-point favorites, hosting Houston. 
and uh, also Tampa Bay. Ten and a half or 11 point favorites hosting the Giants. And finally, that's it. Those what about are, Ravens? Oh, and the Ravens. Right, the Ravens. six and a half? Uh, oh, no, it's gone down. It's no six longer now? a candidate. It's like five and a half and Are five. you serious? Yeah. Four and a half at circus. Yeah. Everybody's following me. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. So those are all the candidates. Okay. Brent, who do you think is the most likely of all those to lose outright of oh. the big favorites? Oh, I'm going to pick the Patriots to lose. I think that's mine. I think, really? I think the Patriots are mine, too. No, folks, the, the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, I one. forgot, Todd. I, I, I did. I, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you asked me. What's what's the, the yes, no on the yes. Patriots? I shouldn't have gone there because I know I opened the door for Todd to come. No, French, you're wrong, man. <laughs> I love this dude, even with that strained audio that we hear, you know? <laughs> no, we've got to work on that. Mikey? I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns, okay? Wow. Because – you have to crawl before you walk. You have to walk before you run. You have to learn how not to lose before you learn how to win. And the Detroit Lions learn not how to lose in their tie at Heinz Field. Good luck with Jared Goff. Could be Tim Boyle. Might not be Jared Goff. Goff. What happened to the kid from Purdue? Blau. I don't know. Yeah, he was good. He, was apparently he third wasn't that bad, now. though. Apparently he's third string. Really? He got downgraded? Boyle's a backup. They, they, he's taking the first team reps. We didn't think so. We yeah. thought it was Blau. Where's wow. Boyle from? What college? What college is Boyle from? Boyle was a, well. He was a Green Bay Packer for a few and years right, in the was. NFL. I saw him in a preseason game in Canada. He went. The Packers. Did he go to a direct? Yeah. yeah. Did he go to a directional Michigan school? Let me check. I don't know the answer Let's to this college. It's a directional something. Football quarterback Tim Boyle. Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky and University of Connecticut. There you, oh, well, who could forget That's, those oh. years? Why would Jim Moore take you that job at you UConn? You can't back a quarterback who transfers to Why UConn. Why would he UConn? take that job? You know what I said He's to Parles? He's desperate for the money? You know what I said to Parles off air? I go, does he hate his family? No, like, this, why is he taking that job? Why would he do that? It makes no sense to UConn me. is beautiful in December. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, 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 biggest favorite, most likely to lose outright. You know, I'm going to say something crazy here. I think the Texans can beat the Titans. The Titans are the most fraudulent good team that we've ever seen. If you look at their rankings, they're they're not ranked high in all the uh, in all the um, you know yards per play and all that stuff. I just think that the Texans, you know, one of the if there's obviously it's going to be surprised, right? But I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked. Tyrod Taylor is not that bad if he plays like he did the first three games of the season. You never know. Tennessee's been on a tremendous run week after week. They could lose this game. I like the Texans plus the point, so I don't hate it. All right, and the final question. If you lived in a bizarre world and you were forced to bet a side on each and every game, but you had one free pass, one game where you're like, I wouldn't bet that with other people's money. No idea. What game would that be, Brent? Pittsburgh and the Chargers. I've got no idea if Roethlisberger is going to play. Chargers are erratic. I pass. Same. That's the one? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to take New Orleans, Philly. I just have no idea. I have no idea what Philly does because they're 200 plus yards rushing. No idea. Todd? I would pass on the Raiders game. I, you know, I have a Raiders over seven win ticket, so I'm hoping they can pull it together and just get me a couple more wins before this year is over. But I just don't understand this team. One, one week they look great, the next week they knock me out of Survivor against the Bears. So I just don't understand the Raiders at all. I'm up past the Raiders. All right, gentlemen, it is time for Mikey to leave, mm. so we must leave as well. Mm. The man has a job, for God's sakes. Brent, I cannot thank you enough, and I'm, I'm not saying this in any way to aid you, but if I could tell my 10-year-old self 
that this day would happen or that you were kind enough to come on last year, that we did a podcast, just you and I, um, it would just be, my head would explode. I would die as a child right there on the spot. So thank you so much. Actually, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, you I hope, I hope so. Brent, yes. Brent, I mean, I, I, would I had a great time. Thing, except, I would say the same thing, except Gilly was a Washington football team fan growing up. I was a Pittsburgh <laughs> So I was watching Costas on NFL, uh, the NBC on NFL. Shame on you. That's right. Shame on you, Tark. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding around. <laughs> I mean, you missed all. He's no Pete. wonder you're struggling. You didn't listen to the Greek every he's, week. He's you a Pete Axtom guy. He's a Pete Axtom guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Axtom was a great friend. Yeah. Oh, man, he was a great guy to go drink cocktails with yeah. in Greenwich Village, yeah. uh, where everybody hung out in, in New York. Uh, back in what the it day. Was, it was Bob Costas then. Was it Brian Gumble or was it? Yeah, uh, no, it was Gumble. Gumble. It was Gumble. And then was Len Berman also a host at one point? A little later, yeah. A little, little later. A little later. Yeah. 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 A little later on. I didn't spend much time watching that show, Todd. So you were working? <laughs> were you working? Did you, have, did you have something you were doing at that time? <laughs> he was with Charles Sicanti. You no, know, in those days there wasn't Sunday tickets, so we just got our Steeler game. Oh, I you know. know. And, you know, we didn't get to watch all the other stuff. A lot of times yep. we missed all the great nfc do you subscribe to uh direct tv the sunday ticket oh, of course every week i'm watching the eight box screen you know the right. screen with all eight games on yeah, it yeah i know the eight box no well <laughs> okay <laughs> now are you hoping that they stay on direct tv or are you hoping they uh switch to amazon no, or somebody else no well first of all okay that's a great by the way that's a great comment you're making because for in-game betting which i love to do i, right. I would say 90 percent of my bets are in-game Streaming is a disaster. Yeah. Because streaming, you're like 45 seconds to a minute behind. Direct TV, you're like 25 seconds behind. It's terrible streaming. I really hope they do not go to streaming and you go to more live, you know, situation. Good it's point. It's a great point. It is a great point. Yeah. Even on primetime action, when we do it at night in, in our VEASAN studios, we're about 10, 15 seconds behind. Oh, I know, behind. I know. Direct yeah. TV is like 25 seconds behind. If you watch the, the DraftKings and Handle line, you know what happened to play. You're like, oh, my God, here comes a big play for somebody because they shut the lines down yeah. and you see it changing. You know what happens before it even happens. It's crazy. Yeah, we say on primetime, like, something about to happen because this line is down. Here we go. Yeah. Todd, thank you, man. Appreciate it as always. Good to see you, Brent. Uh, good, to see, good to hear you, my man, Todd. Good luck this weekend. Bounce Thanks back Sunday for Todd. That's right. Bounce back for me and Gilly. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening. What a pleasure it was. Good luck with all your bets. Week 11 in the National Football League. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play.